Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there! Welcome to a special bonus episode of History in Retrograde. Uh, we are currently on hiatus, but we didn't want to leave you uh, completely without hearing from us, so every other week we are going to give you some of these little bonus episodes looking at a different aspect of what uh, one of the uh, mystery history guests that we've covered in the past uh, did uh, during their lifetime. Uh, this week, uh, we have teed up for you. Uh, we're going to look at the relationship between Howard Hughes and Catherine Hepburn. Uh, so during the recording of that episode back in February, uh, Mom and I went ahead and looked at the uh, charts to see how compatible they were from an astrological standpoint. And I think uh, that you all will hopefully enjoy uh, what we find in this little uh, look into the uh, romantic life of Howard Hughes and Catherine Hepburn. One of Howard Hughes's uh, most famous uh, love affairs uh, was with a friend of the show, Catherine Hepburn. Okay. Uh, so I think uh, it would be fun to take a look and see how compatible they were from an astrological uh, perspective. Okay, well, let me pull up her information because it's in my stored data. Uh... So they dated. Yes, for, for a few years. Interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Okay, so let me pull up a compo uh, 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 synastry chart for these two. Just for interest's sake. So synastry is the uh is the way you look at how uh two people's two people's planets fall in their houses. Okay. So well, we'll go to Catherine uh, Hepburn. Very interesting. Okay, so let me go to a synastry. That is uh, where a romantic partner or another partner's uh, planets fall in your chart. Okay, 
So let's take a look at that. All right. So Catherine Hepburn's uh, planets are on the outside, okay? And then these blue ones are his on the inside, okay? So, <laughs> ooh, okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, so they both have Pluto. Her Pluto would have fallen in his first house because she has Pluto at 22 degrees Gemini, exactly conjunct his Pluto. They would have been an extremely powerful couple, okay? Mm. But uh, it's possible that people would have seen them off and on, but they would have been a very powerful couple. Her Jupiter also falls in his first house, and her Jupiter is at nine degrees Cancer. Interesting. She would have been nurturing to him. Somehow, she was nurturing to him. Or he saw her that way. Or people see her that way. Somehow, she makes everything better for him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, her dating him makes him more powerful somehow. Does that work the other way around? I would have to look and see. I would have to do it the other way. Right now we're doing okay. it for how does she affect him. Okay. We're looking at how her planets in his houses affect him. That's what we're looking okay. at right now. They both have the same outer uh, planets. So her Neptune also falls in his second house. Her north node falls in his second house. So, um, somehow, all the way around, you know, financially and everything, uh, they are uh, good together in, in this aspect. Her Midhaven falls in his third house. When Midhaven is in Leo, it falls in his third house. So, again, all good for career and image. You know what I mean? And uh, communications. They could communicate really well probably about business. Okay? And her career. He might have been really good at advising her on her career. It's mm. possible. Okay, so let's go around. Her ascendant falls in his fifth house, which would be her rising sign falls in his fifth house, which is uh, beneficial to both of them. Uh, he also very much liked the way she looked he liked her mm -hmm. her behavior you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh how she how she presented herself uh then we come all the way around to eighth house i'm gonna say mm, her mars was in his eighth house and her uranus in his eighth house makes them very um powerful but also eighth house is sex and and sexual relationships and uh I would imagine they had a lot of sexual chemistry okay between the two of them and uh then her chiron falls in his ninth house her chiron in his ninth house uh her chiron is at what degree her Chiron is at 18 degrees. Okay, so it is not conjunct his Saturn by degree. Somehow her Chiron 
Like their philosophies might have been uh, different. Maybe he was more um, dogmatic in his, you know, like they might not have got, their opinions might have clashed. Uh-huh. Her Saturn is in his 10th house. So she brings lessons regarding the career but she has saturn in pisces which is lessons with creativity you know Mm -hmm. let me make sure yeah 24 degrees pisces so she is more dreamy in her her lessons are more dreamy and his are more technological her venus in aries falls in his 11th house i can imagine that he might have been jealous of the attention that she got from a lot of people Mm. because aries people don't want to share they want this this is mine right yeah and then she has mercury in his 11th house um communications with she she she, all the way around she makes him better okay now i'll have to look at his to see if he makes her better too but all the way around she makes him better Mm -hmm. um her son and her moon falling in his 12th house make this a very karmic relationship they might have been working something out karmically like they might have been together in a past life and they had karma to work out because her sun and her moon fall in his 12th house, which is very karmic. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. I can't, I, I mean, I don't see anything super horrible. I mean, I can see why they would have gotten along. But I think in the end, he he needs to dominate her. And she was never going to let that happen. Yeah. Because he's got Mars in, in the 7th house. So... He needs to feel dominant. But he, I mean, historically, he only wanted women that were wild. Yeah. Right? And and you could not dominate them. Yeah. But that Mars and Sag, you know, he he wants to somehow Mars dominate. I don't know. Okay, so let's look at it the other way. Let's look at it from where his planets fall in her houses. And see what that looks like. Okay. So first off, she has Scorpio rising. And he has Gemini rising. So she's, first off, she's way more intense. Okay. Mm-hmm. His Gemini, but he has Pluto in the first house, right? So that is kind of like having Scorpio in the first house because it's Pluto, right? Mm. So that's interesting. Then... His Mars and Uranus fall in her second house. So somehow uh, he was uh, financially beneficial to her. Mm -hmm. So he probably got her some really cool stuff. Uh, I mean, if those who recall, um, he funded her return to Hollywood. Yeah, uh, he put the money up for um, uh, the Philadelphia story. 
so that that and that was what got her after she had left Hollywood. She came back and she rolled in with that money, saying, "I'm going to make this movie the way I want to make it. I already have the funding, and he provided that for her." Yeah, I can see how that would happen right here. Yeah, and then his Chiron is in her third house. Okay, and his Chiron is. Uh, one degree Aquarius and see she's got Mars and Uranus in Capricorn so in the third house their communication was because he's okay Aquarius can be very out there all right and we know he was in fact very out there okay Mm -hmm. So, but she was not, she was not way out there, you know, uh, she was, she has Mars conjunct Uranus and Capricorn. And even though Uranus is, you know, uh, things happening, lightning fast and things, uh, 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 you know, unexpected things it's in Capricorn. Okay. You're not going to get much more stable than Capricorn in the way that they deal with direction and stuff, right? So he, in the end, I'm sure, was just a little too out there for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe too much fire for her, because she's all Earth, right? She's all Capricorn and Taurus, and, you know, so she's very earthy. Um, his Midhaven... And Saturn fall in her fourth house, uh, making her very comfortable, okay? But also bringing lessons with it. Somehow he brings, and they're in in Aquarius, so they might be too weird for her. Um, Let's see, let's move over here. They don't, he doesn't have anything in her seventh house. He has Jupiter. Well, actually, this Jupiter is right on the cusp of the eighth house. So his Jupiter does fall into her seventh house, but just barely right on the cusp. Right. Mm -hmm. So his Jupiter is in Gemini in her seventh house. So. uh, I just think he's too much, you know, I just think he was too much for her. Like, she's not into all that. That's too much. (laughs) That's way too much. And then, but his Ascendant and his Pluto are in her eighth house. So, I again, I do think they had a really good physical attraction for each other. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I think they probably had a lot of fun together. Um, His Neptune is also in her eighth house. She finds him kind of a dreamer. Uh, he, he, I just don't think he could ever be down to earth enough for her. Uh-huh. He's very odd. Uh-huh. Right. And he, cause he has all that Aquarius and Gemini and all that. It's unfortunate that he never, I don't know. Did he, I did. I, well, I guess you'll say later, I don't know that much about Howard Hughes. If he ever did find, a woman to be with, but his moon falls in her ninth house. 
which is philosophies and things like that um, in Leo, Moon in Leo in the ninth house. Uh, but his Venus conjunct North Node were in her. He might have been too like trying to be too in control of her career, right? Because mm -hmm. here's her tenth house, and his Venus and North Node and Mercury all fall in her tenth house. So he might have been a little too busy in her career, but also could have been very beneficial, right? With Venus right. and North Node conjunct Mercury in the tenth house, he could have been very beneficial. And his Sun falls in her eleventh house, so. He also makes her look good, right, to the masses. Mm -hmm. He brings in. So they had a very interesting exchange, okay? Uh, I just don't know if in the end they were meant to be together more than they were meant to work out some kind of karma, okay? Right. Because for her, see, sun conjunct moon in her 12th house. In his 12th house, right? She is his karma. Somehow, they have a karmic connection. And, and it's, you know, a lot of times people get together for a certain amount of time to work out karma from other lives, you know, if you believe in mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, it, it just, uh, it struck me as, uh, the, you know, we've already done Catherine Hepburn and, uh, uh, they probably spent a Valentine's Day together and, uh, just, uh, see how those two would, uh, interact and what that relationship might look like. And I think it's clear that they would have had fun. They would have had their time together, but he was not, uh, the one, uh, for her. For no, the long term. No, and the thing about it is that uh, it was very karmic. It was something mm -hmm. that they needed to work out, and apparently they worked it out and moved on, mm -hmm. which is what you are supposed to do with a karmic relationship. And that's why so many people, you know, try to keep a relationship going past its, you know, past its time, because society says you're supposed to be married for life, whatever. But you might need to work something out karmically. And there's many people that don't believe in that, and that's fine too, you know. But um, it, 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 there is some logic to it that they just had this karmic situation that they needed to work out, and they worked it out. And I don't know that they had bad blood between them when they were done, you know. Mm -hmm. They were probably fine. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of History and Retrograde. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of our findings on Catherine Hepburn and Howard Hughes, please check out those earlier episodes. Uh, Catherine's was one of the first ones we did. I believe it's the third episode back in October of uh, 2021. And then uh, Howard Hughes's was done in February. Um, lots of fascinating stuff looking into the uh, charts and history history of those uh, two figures. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for supporting the show. If you'd like to uh, support us on social media, all the links are provided in the description uh, of this podcast. And uh, we also have the link to the PayPal account. If you're feeling extra generous, every little bit helps us to produce a better quality show for all of you. And uh, 
I believe that's uh, just about it. Uh, again, we are on hiatus, uh, so uh, we will not have a regularly scheduled episode until July. Uh, but we will be coming back in just a, a, a little over a week uh, to give you another bonus episode. Uh, so, again, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, in conclusion, as long as your houses are in order and the stars are aligned, everything will be just fine. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.